All right, everybody, this is a great day for us today in trades. We're a podcast for those of you joining us, dedicated to all of us out in the field in the trades, whether it's glass, plumbing, electrical, handymen, landscapers. Um, we're the people that that serve homes, serve businesses, um, and create a community of taking care of people and taking care of each other. Um, today, we're really lucky. We have a guest on our show named Tesla Rennie. Um, Tesla's out of Washington. Um, Tesla, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, hello. <laughs> uh, I'm 29 years old. I'm originally from Anchorage, Alaska. I grew up in Montana a little bit in Red Lodge um, with my mom's side as well. But uh, I've been in the uh, construction industry for about, I want to say, eight years now. Uh, majority of that was iron work and I just recently switched over to plumbing so it's treated me very well throughout these whole these whole years so other than that I went to college for three years playing basketball and trying to find my way when I when I decided to not continue to do that someone had reached out that's when I got my chance to get in the trades so here I am (laughs) living in Washington for about the last 10 years so awesome where uh, where in Washington are you located um, right, right in SeaTac now, uh, right by the airport. <laughs> Good for you. All right, so you're 29. You went to school, um, played basketball. What position did you play? Oh, I was a uh, forward. Awesome, playing basketball, kind of doing what so many of us do as we're trying to find our way in life. And uh, I guess, how did you find the trades, or did the trades find you? How did you end up going into ironwork? I mean, what a jump from basketball are you supposed to do business management or something you know standard what how did you end up doing iron work and what was that like uh well i was actually trying to get into the sports medicine or physical therapy anything to do with athletic you know medicine or whatever mm-hmm. heal people or just stay in that physical environment mm-hmm. i always like to be active and, and stay in shape and um Growing up, my dad, he was always doing his own handyman work. Uh, he was also a plumber at one point. So I was, I was exposed to it as a young kid. And then growing up on a ranch as well, just exposed to labor. <laughs> Fascinating. And how, how, how was that? So as a kid, you, your dad's helping you, kind of bringing you along. Uh, were you always fascinated by it or was it just kind of obligatory? I guess um, as you look back on those years, what how did that play into it? I loved it. Um, I wanted to help him build on the cars and, you know, fix whatever he had going on. I'm kind of a daddy's girl, so <laughs> I liked I liked going with him to just do all the things. Yeah, that's important. A lot of us have kids. I have two little daughters, and sometimes we forget to involve our kids in what we do, you know, as we're out there fixing homes. I think sometimes we think, well, you know, I hope they're going to be a doctor or something. Maybe we write it off, but I think it's really important to involve your kids at a young age, and so... I wanted to highlight that. I think that's a, a powerful example. That's really cool. Yeah, he always told me to, he always wanted to work for himself. He's like, you know, don't work for anybody else. Try and get your own business and and just be your own thing. He just always thought that was better. And uh, it might be a little bit more stressful, but in the, in the long run, I think um, it benefits you from taking your free time and being able to do your own schedule. If, if you know, you're responsible enough to do that, you can become really successful, to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. So you grew, um, you grew up, you're looking into sports medicine. It sounds like you obviously like to help people. You wanted to take care of people. You wanted to stay in the physical space. And then again, how, how did iron work just show up on your radar? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I 
getting into the trades and being a woman in the trades, I found my, I don't know if you want to call it calling as far as um, I'm always recruiting people, especially women when I'm like out and about and like, you know, it's really easy conversation to bring up like, Hey, what do you do for a living? Like, do you like it? I got something for you. And I just kind of sell them on it and I give them my information and I, and I can't tell you how many times they're like, Oh my God, that's awesome. I, you know, I'm, I can't wait to look into it. So that was cool. Ironwork kind of showed up on my lap is just, I honestly was cooking at the old spaghetti factory in Linwood, Washington and wanted to become a chef. And like my friend of a friend, um, her, her dad and her uncle, uh, were an iron workers in local 86 and she had pretty much laid it out to me and sold me the <laughs> sold me the dream too so I kind of bid on it and uh, it's a physical physical job it's very dangerous but I like a challenge and I signed up for it and uh, got in within you know my first try Wow. So, so for those of us that don't know, what does that entail? I, when I hear ironwork, I imagine, you know, you're framing buildings, you're working on some big commercial projects. You've got not only a safety of yourself, but safety of doing it right because it's the structure of a building. I mean, what was that like your first kind of week on week on the job? Well, there's a lot of different, um, aspects of ironwork. Um, the first job I was on, it was a miscellaneous is what we call it. So, um, you're doing like staircases and handrails and anything like smaller, smaller gigs, Mm -hmm. not so, you know, intense with all the iron and the big heavy stuff. Um, but as I got into my career a little bit more, I got to the rebar, I got to experience the rebar side of it. That's like going to the gym for eight hours, 10 hours a day trying to get as much rebar down and laid down as hard as you can. I mean, it was, it's fun. It's I fun. Imagine. It's tiring. Wow. So then does that, um, does that involve welding and everything for those listening that are kind of sniffing around the trades as a career? Like what, what different tools, aspects, kind of lessons did you learn in that first, uh, first part of this new career? Cause you went from being a chef, you obviously your team player, being a basketball player. Kind of what, what do you remember challenging you during that first kind of, Oh my gosh, I'm an iron worker. Um, uh, you know, when I, I was in orientation after I got over what they call a hell, hell day or um, uh, what do you call that? Like competition day or like qualification day where you go to try out pretty much. Um, you do like you're, you got to learn some knots. You got to tie some rebar, see how fast you can go. Cut, cut a piece of steel plate with a torch. Um, a climb a 15, 20 foot um, little structure they had there at the hall and be able to walk it just to make sure that you're comfortable. Really, you know, the first week of orientation, they're showing you all the dangerous things that could happen. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a little scared. (laughs) What am I getting myself into? Um, But honestly, it fueled my fire a little bit more at the same time. It was like, am I crazy? Like (laughs) a little bit, probably. (laughs) How many other women were in the, how many other women were in the hell day? Uh, One other girl. Okay. That's also, I mean, that's also got to be intimidating too. You're, you probably got other, you know, people like, what are you, what are you doing here? And how did that feel? Because you you're learning something new. It's already scary. I don't care who you are, right? And then you've got, um, you know, now you're also the kind of the minority in the group. Like, how did that uh, settle in? And what did you learn from all that? Um, it was definitely like nerve wracking, but um, I don't know. I find those moments to be empowering as well and just, kind of like, okay, I can make history right now. I could make people 
impressed. And I, I, you know, I like, I like stepping out and, you know, showing off a little bit, you know, being in sports and all that yep. stuff. Like you, you just love the, the crowd and the attention. Um, but it, it just, it also humbles you at the same time. Sure. You do see a lot of different dudes, guys and people. And you're just like, man, you got, you guys, everybody has their different story, you know? And mm-hmm. my first time really working around older gentlemen or older people, Mm-hmm. being what young 23 when i got sure. in sure um or 22 i don't know i was young <laughs> wow wow um well we're going to talk about that a little bit more as the episode goes on but um so after ironwork how did you're a plumber now right you're um you you had moved away from ironwork over to plumbing right yes and what was that what was that jump like and why did what caused you to make that move so kind of like back with the ironwork question uh there's different like aspects like i said and after my my time with rebar i got a chance to get with big big boys um with the the biggest structural company in the northwest which they're called the erection company yeah it's weird i know um but it's their motto is we always get it up and it's true because they're the quickest the fastest i mean how many pieces can you get in a day kind of thing like Mm -hmm. ironworkers always go 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 I knew I wasn't gonna really I didn't I didn't want to go that way and and as far as like connecting the iron or you know mm-hmm. I I don't know I got taken under the wing of an old timer um who kind of taught me how to weld and I picked it up really quick and I just became really good at that because they tell you when you get in like try and learn everything that you can but become really good at one thing that way mm-hmm. you're very valuable you know in that aspect and, and, and iron workers are always looking for welders mm-hmm. um, because everyone wants to weld until they get under that hood or their cert and get that cert and think they can weld and it's like no <laughs> you gotta really there's there's a lot to it there really is yeah so having my welding certs that's what kind of got me into okay well i can do a lot more than just iron work with my certs sure and i was on a job one time and one time i was on a job and <laughs> Uh, a pipe fitter had come up to me and the fitters and the plumbers are all in the same local. Um, and they pretty much tried to recruit me right then and there. And I'm like, yeah, like sign me up. But I, I knew I had to wait because I wanted to wait to finish my apprenticeship and become vested. That way all my, all my time put into this trade, you know, my, um, my pension wouldn't go, my retirement wouldn't just go away, you know? Right. So I waited, I waited to apply and it was, <laughs> it was rough at times. Cause I'm like, I need to get out. I was really stressed. I stressed sure. a lot with that. Um, because of instances that happened, accidents, hurting, mm-hmm. getting people getting hurt, me getting hurt myself. Like I just knew that I needed to get out. So I waited, I signed up with all of my qualifications and my experience in the trades, it did make the process go a little bit smoother. There are a lot of people on that list trying to get into plumbing and fitting. Sure. Mm-hmm. But they got me a job like two weeks after my first interview. And I was a helper is what they call that. So I wasn't even in the apprenticeship yet. I was a helper still on the list, but at least I was getting experience with the, the tools and everything else around the environment. Because just because you're in the trades doesn't mean you know the next trade, you know? Right. Right. So it was, it was, it was rough because I took a really big pay cut. Um, I, 
you know, everything changed, everything flopped. And this was right in the beginning of COVID as well. So oh, it man. was, <laughs> it oh, was crazy. a whirlwind of emotions and just like, oh my God, like, am I doing the right thing? But I knew I was doing the right thing. It was, sure. just, it was stressful a little bit. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, and um, obviously the topic of this is of the hot topic for the last several months is, you know, where's the great labor? And, you know, I want to clarify, you know, there's labor, right? But then there's motivated people that can like, I, I love hearing this story. You persevered, you showed teamwork, you got your certificates, you stuck it out. Um, and, and that's the type of um, future laborer we're kind of building. And you did all that really as kind of, like I said, the, the minority, someone who came in, you know, with your already stereotype and then had to break that. And so um, that's really powerful to to move through. And so so here we are, you know, um, obviously COVID's not gone, but as we start moving back forward, did you make the right decision? You know, what's your job like today? And then we're going to start talking a little bit more about your experience on the day to day. I do not regret my decision. <laughs> um, I think that life is all about making, taking risks and just showing up and showing out, man. Like it's, you only got one, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. mine is well try to learn as much as you can. Like they say, you know, I love the people that I work around and the work that we do. It's, it's, I'm not going in stressed. It's like, am I going to get hurt today? I mean, there is possible chances in the trades that, you know, you work around big, heavy equipment tools, like all that stuff. So there are possible chances you're going to get hurt, but not the high risk of like, okay, how bad of an injury. (laughs) Right. Correct. Yeah. It's just, my life is a lot smoother. If that makes sense. (laughs) Good. Like, I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be, if that makes sense. So that's great to hear. And let's, uh, let's, let's dive in a little bit. So now just talking kind of shop. So here you are. I love what you just said. You take a risk. Um, it's important to just keep moving your career forward. Um, what I'm hearing as an employer too, and obviously not in the union section, but the private sector to look for people who have overcome adversity can become one of the best assets for an employee. And so asking questions like tell me your story and listening for people who have pursued, persevered and pursued through. And so I think that's incredible. Um, and then by doing that, you've gotten this. I think you've been able to see different parts of the industry than a lot of us have. What are your favorite aspects to the trades and uh, what has surprised you the most about them? Um, I love my favorite aspects are being able to work with my hands and moving every day. Like I said, I'm athletic and I am, I like physical, doing physical things. So climbing up all those stairs every day, in and out of lifts, all that stuff. Like, I love it. I could not, I mean, going to school, I'm just like sleeping, right? Yeah. <laughs> not really, but I'm like going crazy in a classroom. Um, other than that, just learning like very important things about, you know, fixing your home or just, you know, things that you can take home with you and do side projects or like, just building your own thing. It's really rewarding to like, say, I built that, you know, driving down yeah. town, I'm driving out by the like high rises and stuff. It's like, it's kind of breathtaking still to me. <laughs> yeah. You were part of the structure like that. It exists um, because of you and many others that made that happen. We take it for granted. You know, those people that aren't in the trades are like, I think we they take for granted how much goes into the complexity of building a functioning and safe building and home and thinking through that. I also like what you said, you, you're able to take the skills, right? And, and then apply them to other parts of your life. 
Um, and I think that's something I think a lot of people can overlook. Uh, oftentimes it's my friends in the trades that help solve a problem, you know, even over some of my more um, academic friends. And that's because you get to be real tangible, hands on. Uh, have you seen that to work out? And then on the other side is how has it been as a teammate, you know, building part of this new kind of team, this new kind of aspect? What's that been like? As far as with the plumbers? Yeah. Yeah. You're working in a team, right? It's a new kind of team. You're a basketball player. I can tell you enjoy that. How has it been trying to fit into that team? What are some aspects you've, uh, you've had to overcome? You know, at first it was hard because, um, especially in ironwork, I think because there's not a lot of women in ironwork. It's like, they, they doubted me at first, like, Oh, she's a girl. I don't want her help. She doesn't know what she's talking about or, you know, whatever. Um, but it just, it, it fuels that fire to try harder, to work harder to outshine the guys like hey no I can do this and I could probably do it better than you so let's go you know like I just I got I get pumped up and um once they find out like because a lot I get mistaken a lot being a man anyway so one minute it's either like at first it's like uh I don't know and then they realize what kind of work I do my work ethic and they're like okay I want her to help me or you know let's have her on our team and, and that feels really good that's what i crave is that that feeling of like being accepted and and because i've always felt kind of out you know from the crew you know the main i just outcaster i guess you could call it um but i feel i feel like i'm very accepted at where i'm at and it just feels great it feels i can't even explain the feeling <laughs> well you know yeah, it sounds like you took your you took that um, stereotype and you fueled it into becoming a better a better worker. And I think that should be true of all everybody. You know, you you do have something to prove when you come into something. And I've always been taught that if you're going to do something, learn to do it well and be the best at what you do. So I I, I think there's a couple of really good takeaways there, and I appreciate that. Especially like you said about welding, you're like this is what. This is what I need to do. You know, I'm, I'm going to become good at one or two things that will help me to grow. All right. So being able to to overcome adversity, have that fire. These are just aspects as employers on listening to this, which a lot of our listeners are owners of businesses. We're the ones out employing, trying to create environments, trying to find people like you, you know, to come work for us, to, that care about what they're doing. And I think that should be something we should look at as employers for us to be able to see differences in people and then see how they are willing to help walk with us to overcome those adversities can actually turn out to be a great relationship and really incredible workers. So I just really encourage a lot of you out there to never overlook anyone because I imagine it would have been easy to overlook a young Tesla as she come, as she's coming in and what a misfortune you'd have to not have her working on your team. And so let's talk about how, you know, hearing from you, Tesla, you've got people here on this show listening. Um, what advice would you give um, other non-traditional tradespeople that are considering entering the industry, no matter who it is, that maybe they, they would like to maybe explore it, but they're just a little bit nervous? Um, what would you say? So definitely do your research. <laughs> there are actually pre-apprenticeship programs that you can sign up for that take you to like a week I'm pretty sure I, I didn't go through these, but they take you like a week at a time to each like trade and let you kind of experience like what it is a little bit. And I think that's really great. They just started that like five years ago or something like that. That pre-apprenticeship specifically is for women only. 
Um, I'm sure that they, you can find ones for men and women both. But um, when I first got into the trades, there wasn't a lot of women in the trades. So I think that was like a change of like, hey, we need to get women in the trades. And somebody had stepped up and made that happen. And I think that's really great. Awesome. I'm drawing a blank on what it's called, unfortunately. Uh, maybe that's okay. In my head later. But other than that, I think that if you can't, like if you're struggling finding a career or something that you want to find a passion with, or um, you like working with your hands, or you're just interested in it, I think you should definitely look into it and not be intimidated by the fact that it's a male dominated industry. There are like women groups in each local that, you know, the women get together every Sunday or whenever they meet up um, to help support you through that. There's Facebook groups with women in the trades that you guys can look into. There's a lot of sources out there now, especially in the last five, six years that, that help make it better for women to pursue that passion. That's awesome. Thank you. And we'll give you some of those resources in the comments um, and at uh, bitclips.com. And so with that, you know, with, and, and I, I think this is, this is a great topic. And for the people that aren't um, in an area where there's union trades people, um, and you're going, you got maybe a small town or something, you can always go to different businesses and just ask to do a ride along, ask to maybe observe. And if you're a business owner listening to this, let that happen. People kind of, they can come in and, and they don't have to go through some formal application. If someone wants you to just say, Hey, I used to say, just ride in the van. If you want for a few hours, jump on a job, just kind of watch. And that's a great way for them to make sure it's a win-win because you want to make sure you're hiring partners and people in your business that share with you. They're part of the family, right? So you want to be able to get to know them and who they are and what they can do and make sure it's a win for both sides. So I think that's really cool. And so we will look into some of those resources for you. Also, you can see our one of our previous episodes retaining and finding great technicians with Megan Bedford. And she also has some of those over at deskfreenation.org. Um, but let's continue now. So we got employees. So you just talked to employees that are thinking about it, specifically women. Um, but let's talk about employers. If you're considering changing your culture um, to uh, include women and non-traditional tradespeople, you know, what do we what are some little things that would have gone a long way for you that could still go a long ways for you? Um as far as making it easy for me to yeah, just making sure that you feel on the same plane as everybody else. What could an employer do um, to make sure their business? And I'm more talking to business owners here, maybe your, your plumbing shops. Um, obviously, in the union, you have a little different um, requirements. But in just the, in the trades in general, what are some things that we can all do to be more accepting and be more open to hiring and bringing anyone who walks through our door ready to ready to learn? I don't know about any other state, but Washington's very progressive and they're doing a great job on uh, making making everybody feel included and, and making them feel like they actually matter, um, especially with unions. I'm not very familiar with the non-union part of the trades, um, but I think especially with the, the local 32 plumbers and fitters, HVAC and refrigeration they got a lot of a lot of things going on there with residential new construction ti which is tentative improvement service work all that stuff they just they're very there's already a lot of um different people in, in that local i think anyway with lots of personalities uh, characteristics i mean just it's great because you don't feel like 
you're weird or different. Um, everybody's pretty accepting. So, um, it's, uh, it's kind of a hard question. I am trying to word it a little bit better here. No, that's okay. I'm hearing that, you know, the nice thing about a union that a lot of us in um, states that don't have unions and companies who maybe don't employ, who employ non-union employees, I hear that the union actually helps you by creating a, a camaraderie. And, you know, I felt that from you both in the first phone call we had and then this interview. Um, what are some of those aspects of your favorite, like camaraderie, the favorite components of work that do make you feel um, accepted, safe? And they, they might be simple. Um, what kind of un, un, unspoken um, respect or ways you work together um, are things we can take home? So one thing that I thought was really cool about, especially being in the union, but tradespeople look out for each other, regardless of what kind of trade you're in. It's yeah. a brotherhood, sisterhood type deal. And you guys you see another guy with another like high vis on you're like, okay, you know, you're cool. Like kind of, you know, like, Hey brother, you know what I mean? Or Hey yeah. sister. Yep. Um, and really when someone gets injured on a job, it doesn't matter what job it is. Everybody's there to help out, to donate money. Sure. For, sure. You know, like we had an iron worker fall a couple months ago and broke like three vertebrae in his back. We had some guy, uh, this operator on the 520 bridge who got crushed and he, he unfortunately passed away. We passed the hats is what they call it at every job and people donate. And I think that's just amazing. That's awesome. And you know, in the private sector, we sometimes get riddled with our, you know, different, and you know trying to make sure we're safe all the time on the way we employ people we forget just the basics of caring for people and i think what i love hearing from you and just um makes me kind of want to be a union iron worker you know because this is such a different world coming out of a non-union glazer and so for me it's just awesome to hear how you used that adversity and then getting into the union it almost feels like you wanted to be part of that team and i think a lot of us listening from the outside of the union world can just say hey how do we create those teams how can we have a union effect instead of fighting against our employees working together how do we embrace them coming together looking out for each other and then looking out for the company you know the production the customer service so for those listening who are in your same position what what advice can you have to help them grow their influence and grow and influence their let me rephrase this question. For those listening that are in your same position, that are working and maybe not a progressive state like Washington, who have maybe some coworkers who who aren't um, as caring as some of yours have been, how can they help influence their coworkers in a loving way? How do they educate people to talk to to a woman, to somebody who's not the normal stinky old man, you know, that's in the union? Um, educate us on how we can make, how we can grow as an industry. You know, I think a lot is going on in this world right now between just a lot of things, especially in the last year with hate and just uh, disagreement and all that stuff. And um, I think that kind of, how do I say this? Work out when you're just, it doesn't matter like who you are or if somebody pisses you off or something like just be kind. And um, it's, don't judge a book by its cover <laughs> um, and just be open-minded. Like the, the arrogant, the arrogance and the ignorance that I see and could be quickly chopped away with just being kind. And I've, I've seen that myself. Um, I've been the first gay person that's that people have ever met 
and they just are like, wow, like you have changed my perspective. Very religious people, which I have nothing against anybody. I, I just live my life and, and hope people can be kind to other people. You know what I mean? With, I, I tried to show an example is pretty much what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, um, uh, there are a lot of guys and, and people in general, women too, that are just set in their ways. And um, I totally get it. But in this day and age, like things are changing, man. And, and if you ain't going to get on that train, like it's going to be rough. You're going to be angry and it's not, it's not going to be a fun ride. So um, oh. just try and find that love in your heart. You know what I mean? Wow. That's, that's awesome. Because trades are about service, right? We create service, we fix, we build, we prepare. Um, it really built America, you know, and imagine what that world was like. People coming from all sorts of different countries, you know, religions and languages. And what a crazy um, opportunity to, I love what you said, just be kind, you know, and check it at the door because you're all on one mission together. And I think that's really important. Um, for all of us listening and in our, and even in our listenership, we have people all over the spectrum and, you know, and, uh, for me, for those of us that grew up, um, in the trades on, you know, Montana, I couldn't be more conservative bland. Right. But it's important to even no matter where you come from, um, to open up our perspective, to be kind to everybody. Don't judge a book by the cover and more listen to the story. What have you persevered through? How much do you want to learn the trade? What are you good at? What's the, I, can you weld? Grab a tool. Do you want to learn? Just treat people the same, no matter if it's one of my little daughters walking in the into the um, office, or if it's just a burly guy who you think is going to be fast. You might be surprised, and often you are. So um, that's powerful. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, wanted to say something real quick too about that. It's a. Uh... I heard many stories back in the day when women weren't like obviously minorities and still are, but you know, obviously just not a lot. And it's like, Oh, well, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. It's like, because no one took the time to teach her. And so job to job to job, she's not learning anything, but go, go sweep the floors or go clean up, go do typical woman work. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, no, like put a tool in her hand, have trust in her and, and let her, Prove you wrong or give her a chance to anyway. You know what I mean? Just like anybody else. Like just because he's a guy doesn't mean he's going to, you know, blow out, you know, blow the water. You know what I mean? Like it's just, mm -hmm. yeah, it's give people chances is all I'm trying to say, no matter what. Like, yeah. Be surprised. Well, and that, and that really is a, a great point to wrap up on. I think our, our trades, the future of our trades need to be an education, education on treating people education on the aptitude education that you know i'm sorry you know the person who, who you might not think can do it might be able to work a tool better than you ever have and give them that chance and that faith and, and you're going to get some duds you're going to get people who yeah that's not for them right and that's okay no matter who the person is and better to hire slow fire fast and give everyone a chance and uh, a chance to show you they're willing to learn a chance to show you they'll show up on time so um you what an amazing um opportunity thank you for being you thank you for being on this show um and as like i said as a dad of two little daughters you know i want them to look up and see the trades as wow that's a viable career and i can do that if i want i can be a doctor if i want it doesn't matter they gotta find it out and so tesla you've been great today and um, we really appreciate you on the show and we're excited to see where the your future holds you thank you i appreciate it as well <laughs> awesome
Well, wonderful. Um, we'll see you guys next time on Today in Trade, sponsored by Big Clips.